Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you on your path of self-discovery, mindfulness and compassion so that we can draw a map together that can help us align mind and heart. Today we're going to see how different mindsets influence our well-being. I'm going to use my own life as an example to portray this. For more information about what I do or about me, you can visit my website on georginahudson.net or my Instagram account, georginahudsong. My name, my surname and G. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? Happy week. Last week, we had an introduction to the fixed and growth mindsets. Today, I'm going to show you my story with both and how adopting one or the other has helped me or harmed me. I want to own my own truth and be unapologetically myself just in case you feel the only one with your frame of mind. And I received lots of messages telling me, Georgie, I've discovered I've got a fixed mindset. I don't like the way I behave in this and that scenario or what can I do? And you know, many more. So don't feel alone. You are never alone. Um, I have been there. I'm still there sometimes. So uh, bear with me. Uh, let me tell you my story or part of it, really, because this is a short podcast. Let us start by going back to when I was a little girl. I grew up in a house where being a good girl was key to be accepted, loved and chosen. Imagine the weight on my little shoulders. Needless to say, my parents indoctrinated me with that message, with the best of intentions. They were convinced that educating me to be a nice girl was the path to my happiness. And I must admit, it was easy for them because I was docile. Therefore, I don't hold any grudge against them. So remember that, you know, our parents want to do good. Most of the time, their intentions are good. So now imagine me when I was about six years old, more or less, I was a small girl with curious and big eyes and an honest big smile too. I wore a perfect hairdo and my school pinafore was impeccably ironed by my mother. I was a very good student and classmate. I liked having a real place in my teachers and friends' hearts. I didn't have to force myself to be liked. It happened naturally to me. And to be honest, I loved my people back. I really loved them. I was fond of them. If there was the slightest chance of conflict with someone, I just walked away. I couldn't bear um, you know, being in a fight with anyone. It just made me cringe. And setting boundaries or rooting for myself was hard for me. I, I couldn't stand the idea of not pleasing others, even if the cost of that was being, you know, um, trespassed, my boundaries being trespassed or, you know, being ill-treated. As a result, to avoid that, I left all the places where I felt I wasn't liked. 
I was honestly very bad at ball sports, to be honest with you. I tried volleyball, basketball, hockey, and tennis, but I remember being in the middle of the court, watching the ball go one way and the other, and feeling completely lost. Look at me, I'm laughing because I can feel it in my guts today as if I was a little girl. My parents kept telling me, well darling, your strength lies in academic subjects, not sports, so relax. And I believed them because I was very young, imagine. They knew I didn't know or that is what I thought. So all those experiences were forging a fixed mindset in some aspects of my life. I'd say that in the social plane and in extracurricular activities especially. I remember saying to myself, I'm going to try this new sport. But in the face of the slightest difficulty, I gave up. Making an effort to improve seemed fruitless because I didn't feel gifted for sports. And in fact, I was told I hadn't been gifted for sports. Uh, this is how I left artistic skating, for example. And this is very funny. When I had my first competition, I remember crying because my mother had gotten excited about my skating. It was probably the sport I lasted the longest time and she pushed me to participate in this uh, competition so I was desperate because I didn't want to go I asked my dad for help and he raised his voice a little in the midst of the melodrama between my mother and me and he exclaimed leave her alone let's just accept she isn't good at sports And just like that, I was a little girl, I must have been eight years old, so I closed my mouth and secretly took a breath of relief because I had become terrified of making a fool of myself at skating. And, you know, my dad tried to do his best, but he also, you know, pushed the idea that I was terrible at sports. The same thing happened with some classmates and friends. I was very calm, as I told you at the beginning. I was empathetic and understanding, which made it easy for me to interact with other people. But I suffered a lot when someone criticized me, not to mention when I liked a boy and he didn't even notice me. I was embarrassed. I don't know why, but I didn't do anything to chat or be visible for the boy in question. I remember thinking, what if he rejects me? And I said things like, I'd better forget about this useless hope. And, you know, the same happened when people criticize me. And, you know, that happens all the time, both when we are children and now that we are adults. Um, I think it's especially pervasive in young girls, you know, that they criticize one another behind their backs. So I was very sensitive to that. Um, I also recall that the girls who played sports, many of them were quite close to me, uh, leaving me aside. They left me aside. They didn't mean to do that, but they had play dates after their matches and they played with many girls from their teams who I barely knew, so they didn't invite me to play with them. And it hurt me so much. I was so deeply hurt. And now that I am an adult and that I have put all of that behind, I am thinking, look at how much I suffered. I suffered because I avoided challenges, because I gave up so easily on everything and because I felt hurt when I was told something that I perceived as negative and I took personally. 
I myself was closing doors for me. Wherever there was a possibility, I would walk away for fear of failing. All of these traits are typical of a fixed mindset. In my studies, things have always been different. I never minded falling from time to time because my mind has always been super agile. It's true that studying has always been really easy for me, but I assure you that I've always applied to my studies, moved by the intimate desire to grow, master and experiment with the study material at hand. I've never been motivated by grades or what others could say about me. I've never felt stressed when I tried and went for more. In fact, I just love studying. Period. My mental training makes me feel playful, curious and daring to try different topics until I can unravel them. And and of course, I still have a lot to learn and improve. And that is exactly what makes me feel more excited. And, And in addition, I've always felt like this healthy admiration and inspiration for the people who tread my path before me or or for the people that excel in the subjects that I am passionate about. So I'm always following people and liking them and, you know, studying what they have to share. And, you know, I've got this beautiful relaxation around academics. So all in all, that is the plane I've always had a growth mindset. Uh, Let me give you another example, maybe the last one, because I don't want to be too long. But when I started to work as a trainee for my university studies, I had an an internal conflict. What others thought about me didn't affect me when I studied alone or when I took exams, but it clearly did when I felt exposed to an audience. I would say... I got to the point of feeling some stage fright and it was awful. I vividly remember a classmate who helped me a lot to evolve. And let me tell you why. Her growth mindset was impressive. Was she the best in our class? No, far from it. She wasn't the worst either, to be honest with you. But she struggled and she failed exams. But she always got ahead later. Did she feel defeated? No. She took it natural. Was she stressed to be evaluated in her training practice? No, not at all. She did everything with joy. She was happy to finally put the theory to the test. She was always laughing and cracking jokes. And, you know, her positive energy was infectious. Just observing her helped me a lot to relax about my insecurities. I remember and this is very funny too, she pushed me to go dancing or for drinks. And I was always so serious that I didn't see the point in that, you know, because I said we have to study, we have to pass tests, and we have to do our practice and our training. And, you know, that is typical of a fixed mindset. You know, I was so controlling. I was such a control freak that I couldn't relax and go out and have fun. But my friend persisted and did whatever it took to get me on board to have fun together. And we did. And the result is that I learned to let go of my tightness and my control issues. And I swear there was no turning back because I started to laugh at my own insecurities and I took the bull by the horns and began my work with a therapist. I really asked for professional help. I started working with psychologists and then I turned to coaches, but I needed help from the outside and 
and it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. So in this short blog, I wanted to show you through my own examples how our experiences make us adopt one type of mindset or the other and that these interact all the time. Nobody has one mindset 100% of the time. At the same vital moment, we can have a more rigid frame of mind for some things and a more flexible and agile one for others. The important thing here is that we can train ourselves to develop the growth mindset muscle one day at a time. It's essential to first detect if we are falling into a fixed mindset. Second, see what lies behind it. Third, heal what needs to be healed and fourth start taking the necessary steps that will empower us and transform us this work takes a lifetime that's why if you need help do what i did ask for ask for help you will thank yourself for that I promise you, I can guarantee this. And finally, it's also vital to be self-compassionate, you know, to embrace our humanity, to recognize our lights and our shadows, and with all that, to continue betting on our growth. I hope you liked this. I hope it helped you. If you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, please forward it to them and invite them to subscribe. Remember that in this way, we are building bridges to help one another. Remember that you can also listen to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for listening to me. Until next week, I'm sending you lots of light, Love and a big hug.